Welcome to Live Daf, your online Daf Yomi Shir. Shalom Aleichem and welcome back to today's Daf Hayyamim Masechas Soita Daf Yud. We are on line number five off the top of the Amud. Vayikro Shimshoin El Hashem. Shimshon now is a trap taken captive by the Plishtim in Aza. Eventually he tips the pillars of the large stadium and brings about their downfall. How does he go about doing that? He calls out to Hashem. Vayikro Shimshon El Hashem. Vayyam and he says, Hashem Alekim, Zuchreinina, please remember me. Grant me supernatural strength. Just but one more time. To enable me to take revenge. A revenge of on account of one of my two eyes which they have you know, bored out. I want to take revenge from these guys who harmed me. And Rashi points out this was only meant as Ischar for one of his eyes, the other one, Ischar ha'acheres says Rashi will be lo'elam haba. Omar Rav, this is what Shimshon tells Hashem. Omar Shimshon of Nekadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbi Nish lo'elam zecherli. Esrim shana shafati es Yisrael. Recall all those twenty years throughout which I was the I served as a leader, as a judge of Klal Yisrael. I served with integrity, with honesty, v'loi, omarti, le'echad mehem. I never, ever asked a favor. Never asked any one of my charges, haverli makel, mimakel, mimakel, even to transport my staff from one place to the other. I only served. I only sacrificed. I only provided. I never took anything. V'ayelach shemshen. This pasuk is describing one of the shemshen's episodes. What he pushed him. He captured 300 foxes. What's special about foxes? This is the reason. It has special symbolic meaning. Shimshon says like this I'm picking a fox who has this interesting practice that when you confront him and sort of. Um, you um, endanger him. You uh, you threaten him. Instead of sort of attacking you, he backs up and he sort of runs around in circles and try to tries to scamper away. So this type of animal is is perfectly suitable for what I'm trying to do. Hit uh, which is hit the plishtim who behaved likewise. I want to take a fox who sort of backs up and slithers away. I want to use that as a method of exacting revenge on the plishtim. So this should be a retribution to the plishtim who also backed away, they backtracked from their commitment. Their grandfather Avimelech promised our grandfather Avram Avinu that he will lay off. He'll not instigate a fight and here they're fighting against us this is a fitting response. Tanya Omrab Shimonachasit, being safe of Shal Shimshon, Shishim Amahoya. Literally, this would mean that the size of his of his shoulders totaled sixty Amah, but the Ben Yehuda learns it means that he had that much strength that he can carry a sixty Amah wide load. How do we know this? What great load did he carry? The entire doorway of the 
of the city of Azov. So he was sort of captured into uh, this place there in Azov. And he uh, pretended, you know, he went to sleep. And at midnight, right at midnight, he got up. He lifted the entire doorway, the entrance, the gateway to the city. And the two doorposts as well. So the entire thing he took with him. Together with the bolt, with the lock. Lugged it on his shoulders. And he walked away with it. We know this. As a fact, the doorway there was at a minimum 60 amas wide. Eventually, he was placed in jail. What does toichen mean? He's involved in improper behavior. So his wife was involved with other men. How does this relate to Shimshim? This teaches us that every one of the residents brought his own wife to Shimshim to get involved with him because they bear a child with his supernatural uh, strength. This is in line with what people say. Before a, a, a person, right, in, in the front of a, a wine drinker, you put more wine, you place more wine in front of a wine drinker, in front of a gardener, a certain measure, a basket full of dubla vegetables. So, Shimshan who was involved with the, uh, with the women, as we learned yesterday. So this was um, this was what he got. They, they brought their wives to him. When a person is involved in improper behavior, his wife will do likewise. If I get involved with my friend's wife, the fitting response is that, uh, the same will result with his own wife, others will get involved with her. This is as people say, the man is involved with large melons, his wife with small melons. So it's a perfect match. Shimshon was in such a high level, he judged Klal in a way which was reminiscent of Hashem's judging Klal He had such clarity and uh, such high moral authority to lead Kal Yisrael in the same way that Hashem would. Shanamar Yod Don Yodin Amoy Keechot. This was Yaakov Avinu's Nebuah that Shimshan, who hails from Sheba Don, will lead Kal Yisrael Keechot like Hashem, the one and only. Shimshan Al Shmoshal Kadish Bochon Nikro. The name Shimshan. Is one of Hashem's names. He was called after Hashem. Shnemar ki Shemeshul Magen Hashem Elokim. So Shemesh Shimshain is one of Hashem's name. Um, Elamiyato says the more if that's the case, Loyemacha, you can't erase Hashem's name. You couldn't erase the word Shimshain. Ella rather doesn't mean literally Hashem's name. It's descriptive of Hashem's conduct, so to speak. Elamein Shmoshal Kadosh Baruch Shemesh is a Lashon of protector. So Shimshain protected like Hashem protects us. Ma'akadosh Baruch Hu. Megan. Al-Kolaylam Kulay. So Shemesh Umogin. Rashi says Shemesh is a Lashon of protection. Like a chayma. Like a wall around us. Just as Hashem protects the world. Af Shimshain Megan B'dayin Yisrael. Likewise Shimshain with his high madrega with his tzitkas protected Kalal Yisrael throughout his day. 
So we think Shemshon was this huge, supernatural-looking person. Actually not. His strength was, was, was spiritual strength. And in fact, his goof was actually deficient. Bilam HaRasha was limp in one foot. Shefi, so his foot was dislodged. Shimshon was a double limp. So both legs were dislocated. And still, he merited a supernatural strength, which in fact was, was supernatural, unrelated to his physical uh, build. Tan Rabban Chamisha, the following five individuals, they were created with some supernatural element. They had something heavenly within them. The Kulan Lakubahen and all of them actually uh, had their downfall via this very element. Shimshon initially had this great strength and that was his downfall. Shol Shaul had this supernatural neck and that neck brought about his downfall. Avasholem Bisa'uri, his exceptional hair, Tzitkiya Be'enov, special eyes, Asa. Beraglov with his feet. And now the Gemara explains where do we see that in fact their uh, downfall came about through these elements. Initially he had great strength and that left him and that brought about his downfall. By way of his neck. So when he was trapped there, he fell over his uh, sword which uh, struck his, his neck. Avsholaim bisa'aroi. Kedibu'inan l'meimu l'kaman. Later we'll explain uh, the uh, hair episode of Avsholaim. Tzitzkiyo suffered be'ein of t'chsev ha'isein yitzitzkiyo iver. He blinded his eyes. Asa suffered with his legs. Baraglov t'chsev rakleis zikna. So yichol es raglov. He had this foot ailment. V'amar avidam arav. What type of sickness? Shachsasa. He was gripped by this condition called what exactly is this? Can you describe what it feels like? Like a needle pricking in one's skin. No, yada. How did he know that it feels like that? Did he experience this sickness? Some say yes. He had an experience with this condition. He learned it from his rabbi. He had heavenly assistance to have this insight, even though he didn't personally experience it. What did Asa HaMelech do wrong that he suffered so greatly? When he, um, he put together his uh, royal you know, work crew, he incorporated, he included even Tamitacham, which should not have been part of that work battalion. And that was the Einish that he got. He called everybody together. Nobody got a free pass. My Einanoki, specifically whom is the Pasuk referring to that was not let go, not given a free pass. Even the Chosen Mechala out of their um, you know, wedding area. Chosen uh, is called Naki. It says Naki Yilabesi is meant to be available, free to spend time with his wife. For the Shana Rishana, everybody was included in this work battalion put together by the Melech Asa. Back to Shimshon, Hagibur. Ksiv Vayered Shimshon Timnasa. Shimshon descended to the town of Timna. 
where he met the Isha and he married her. Uksiv, and then we have another Pasuk in the Torah, which mentions Timna, but apparently in a different location. By Yehuda, when he met Tamar, it says, Hine chamich They told Tamar, look, your father-in-law Yehuda is ascending, going up to the town of Timna. So where was Timna? On top of the mountain or on the bottom? Omar Belezah, Shimshin Shinazganaba. It's all uh, figurative. It all depends, uh, you know, on, on the experience. It's describing Shimshin's downfall. Shimshin Shinazganaba. Shimshin, who had a failure because of that experience in Timna. Siberida, that's what the Pasuk relates to it as going down because he had a downfall. Yehuda Shim's Alaba, as opposed to Yehuda. Who experienced an elevation through the interaction with Tamar, which created Peretz and Zorach, the forefathers of the of the um, Malachim, etc. That's why the Pasuk relates to it as an ascent. That's one pshat. You know there were two towns with the same name in different locations. To one you had to go down. The other one was situated up on the mountain. Rapapa Amar. In fact, it was just one town with this name, but it was situated right in the middle of a slope. Two ways to get to it. From on top, then you're going down. You start on the bottom, you climb up. If you're coming from the top, you got to go down. If you're coming from the bottom, it's climbing up Aliyah. We have other towns that have similar uh, uh, positions. You could go in Vardunya, this town Vardunya, which is situated in the middle of a slope. Ube Bari, Okay, so on to Tamar. She sat, but Pesach Einaim. What is that? Omar al-Bagzandri, Malamed Shaolcha v'yashvalo. V'pischosh l'Avram Avinu, she went and positioned herself at the entranceway to Avram Avinu's tent. Mokem shekol Einaim, soifais l'roisai. This is like the focal point. Everybody's looking there uh, to be hosted by Avram Avinu. Rab Chan Omar Rav. Mokem hu shishmo Einaim. She went to this place called Einaim. As we find, so we find the similar name. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani Omar. It's again figurative. She clarified. She explained herself when she was conversing with Yehuda, who approached her to be involved with her as married. When Yehuda approached her, Amr first he interviewed her. He asked her all kinds of questions. Maybe I can't interact with you. Maybe you're not Jewish. Now how do you have a Geiris at that early point in history? So Rashi says she just meant, I'm not involved in a Vodizaris like a Geritashev. So I'm okay with you. I'm suitable for you. Next question. Maybe you're a married woman. Response. I'm available. Maybe your father married you off. She says, I'm an orphan. No father. Maybe you're Anida. I'm fine. Back to Avraham Avinu, where it says, What does Vayita Eshel mean? He planted an Eshel? He made this orchard in which he planted many fruit trees. There was a machlekes between these two in terms of the proper translation. One explains it as an orchard. The other one explains that Vayita Eishel means a punduk, a guest house. So if it's an orchard, Vayita, planting, makes sense. But if we're speaking about a guest house, why are you planting it? 
we find that Lashon by erecting a tent. And Rashi says, the reason why it's called Eishel is a Rosh Tevas. He would escort them out. So in this Eishel, he spread Hashem's name. Instead of Avram Avinu calling out, he instigated others. He was Makar of He got them to recognize Hashem. He got all the passerby to call out, to recognize Hashem's name. Ketad, how did he bring this about? Giving them a shtikl kogel. Ketad, la'acha she'ochel v'shosu. If they ate and drank and they were satisfied, and they were full of appreciation. They got up to thank him. Omelam, he says, one second. I have one correction. V'chim do you think you had my food? It doesn't belong to me. Michel Elakeachaltam. Do you know there is a creator? It's all his. Haidu Vishivhu. Thank, praise, bless. Hashem created the world, and in fact, they did it as much. So the Pasuk, the simple meaning of the Pasuk seems to indicate that Yehuda figured that Tamar was a, a Zayna because her face was covered. Asks the Gemara, if anything, covering a face denotes modesty and sneers, which is a good trait, which is not indicative of a, an immoral woman. Just because she covers her face, that makes her appear like an immoral woman? Amar no, that's not, the, that's not what the Pasuk means. She kisses It's a reference to prior conduct. When she was in her father-in-law, in Yudah's home, there she kept her face concealed and Yudah didn't recognize her today because he never saw her. And that's why he mistook her as his own. The Amr of Shmuel, Bar Nachmeni, Amr called Kala, any daughter-in-law, she eats no who conducts herself with tznius in her in-law's home, she is zoicha to great things. Zoicha, She generates kings and prophets. We find this by Tamar. Because of her tzniyas, she was zoicha to kings and neviim. How do we know malachim and neviim? Explains the Gemara. Neviim dechsev chazoin Yeshayo ben Amoitz. So we have the Navi Yeshayo, the son of Amoitz. And Amoitz, was a brother of Amatya, who was a king, a descendant of David HaMelech, who was a descendant of, of Yehudah and Tamar. So we see that not only did they have Malachim, but Nevim as well. Malachim and David. From Rav Levi, we have this tradition, that Amoitz, Yishayahu ben Amoitz, right? So Amoitz, who is Yishayahu's father, the Amatya, and Amatya, who was a King, a descendant of of David Amalach, Achim Havu, they were brothers. So we find Malachim and Avim generated by Yehuda and Tamar. Himud says, so after she was found guilty of this immoral behavior, they were about to take her and burn her. Himud says, why Mut says, which sounds like she was, something was found, like Metzia, it should say Mut says, she was being forced out to. Uh, to her punishment. Omar Belazar, there's a message here. The Pasuk uses Mutzeis to indicate that there was some sort of 
uh, finding that happens, some sort of discovery. After the simonim, you know, the personal items that Yehuda left with her were discovered, which would, um, you know, bring about a full turnaround to this whole situation. It would be discovered that Yehuda was involved with her, wasn't a stranger, and Yehuda uh, was a father, was was a part of the Yivam process, which would which would now, uh, you know, vindicate her actions. So after the Simana were discovered, which would vindicate her and save her life, and bring about the generations of Nulachim and Avim and David HaMelech, which, uh, who is uh, the, the uh, antagonist of, of Esav, he's going to bring Mashiach and uh, destroy the uh, Malchus of Edaim of Esav. So the, the Sar, the Malach of Esav, the Samach Mem, felt threatened. He didn't want this to happen. But Samach Mem Aleph Lamed, the Sar of Esav, the Rihakan, he he dis- he hid the uh, simonim so that we don't you know vindicate her. But Gavriel, the Malach Gavriel, came about and he brought her back. The Kirvan and he dis- and he went and he presented the simonim again so that we can use them. So Himutzeis means the simonim were discovered. Hainel Siv, on account of this experience, the pasuk says Lamanatzeich al Yoinas Ilaim Ruchaykim LeDavid Michta. Um, Rabbi Yechon, what does this Pasuk mean? Mishosh and Yisrach Kusimoneo As soon as the Simonim disappeared Nasis Kiyoni Lemes So Tamar was speechless She was like a, a mute dove Nothing to say No way to justify her actions No way to vindicate herself And the Pasuk continues L'david Mechtam and this is a reference to uh, to Tamar, who was going to be, who was meant to be the the uh, bearer of, of David HaMelech. She yachts a man of David. David was meant to come from her. And he's called Michtam. Why? He was a mach, he was humble. And Tamar Midrach, a very sincere lekoil to everybody and to everything. Another pshat, Michtam means Shoyisa Makosay Tamar. The wound, on account of the uh, bris milah, was uh, was healed, so to speak. It was never uh, he was never going to be wounded for the bris milah, meaning he already had a bris milah upon birth. Shenoylat kishu mol. So michta means mach. The maka was tom, was shalom, was complete, untouched. Davar ach another pshat. Michta means that he was mach. He was humble, tom, consistently throughout his life, even when he reached greatness. He maintained his humility. Just as when he was young, he humbled himself. Before a greater person, to learn terror from his rebbe. Likewise, even when he achieved greatness and prominence, he became a king. He still maintained that same humility in face of his rebbeim, especially Achatayfal, as the Gemara Sukkah tells us. Now the pasuk says, Tamar sends a message to her father-in-law Yehuda. Look, take a look at these personal items. And I was involved. I'm pregnant from the person who owns these items. So she did not name him by name. She did not confront him openly. It was in a hinting fashion. Leaving it up to him to decide whether he would acknowledge or not. Question, why didn't she confront him directly? I was involved with you. Omar of Zutzer Bartubiot, here's a earth-shattering lesson. 
some say it was a different manda Amar. Amar b'yechanan mishum Rabbi Shimon bar Yichai. Noich lo'i lo'odam sh'yapal atzmei. Lo'i to'ichkiv sh'neish. A person should be willing to better throw himself into a fiery furnace, sacrifice his life, val yalbin p'nei chaveira b'rabim, rather than shaming his friend in public. She was not going to shame him and embarrass him. If he decides to admit, it's his decision, but I'm not going to do it. I'm ready to get killed. How do we know this? Minolan mitama. So what was the message? Take a look at these items. Hakerna, please recognize what this is. Why does the pastor use the word haker? Mida connected mida. Amarav chamarav With this same term, Yehuda brought Tsar to Yaakov, his father, when Yosef was taken away. Bahaker biser lovev. Using this term haker. This was a way of him informing Yaakov about Yosef's disappearance, which brought him great tsar. Right, he says, how can you know, please recognize this uh, you know, blood-drenched uh, garment, is it Yosef's, right? So because he employed this term, Bahakir Bisru, likewise, he was confronted with this term, Hakir no, in our story here. Bahakir Biser, right, so he used the word Hakir um, when, when approaching his father Yaakov, right? Is this your son's shirt? Likewise, the same term was employed by him. So the pasuk says, "Haker no." What does "no" mean? Please, a no. What was she saying? Please, Haker Acknowledge Hashem and don't be in denial from me. Vayaka Yehuda Yehuda recognized, he acknowledged, he says, you know what? She's righteous. I was the one involved with her, and that spared her life. Yosef, who withstood that great Nisayin by repelling the wife of Petifar. This was something in private. Because of that, he was that one of Hashem's letters, the hay of Hashem's name was added to his name. The hay was added to Yosef. Certainly by Yehuda, who was Mekadesh Hashem's name in public. It was a very embarrassing setting, and he was Mekadesh Hashem, he acknowledged. He took responsibility. Yehuda Shakidesh, Shem Shemayim Farhesya, Zocha. The Nikru Kulei, Al Shmosh whose entire name is based on Hashem's name, because we have Yud Kevavke in the name Yehuda. Kivon Shehoydev Amar Tzadka, Mimani. As soon as Yehuda said these words, Yatsa Baskal Amra, the Baskal rings out and says, Look, Atayit Salta, Tamar Roshnei Benyamin, or you have just spared Tamar and her two sons, Peretz and Zerach, who were yet unborn, from fire Chayecha. I promise you, Shani Matzal Beschuscha. Gimel mi because of that I will spare three of your descendants from the fire. Man and who are those? Chananya and Mishal Vazar. So you would acknowledge, many. Okay, she's right, it's from me. How does he know? Maybe she was involved with other men. Minayada, how does he know that the pregnancy was because of was because of his interaction? For this he needed another message from heaven. Mimeno Yatsukush. Mimeni Yatsukush. 
So basically, we're splitting the pasuk. He said Sotka. She's right. And the pasuk and the baskel rings out with the word Mimeni. It was all part of my plan, part of my hidden plan. Mimeni, Yotzu Kavushim, the Dvarim uh, Alumim, this uh, this plan, this concealed plan, was now brought into fruition. So this acknowledged, this confirmed that in fact it was as he figured. What does that mean? Amar Shmuel Saba Chamua, the father-in-law, the Rav Shmuel Barami. Mishmei the Rav Shmuel Barami. Kivan Shayata, once he was involved with her, and Rashi says, he now appreciated that she was a tzaddikis. Ulu Shem Shemayim Nisgavna. Right? She did this to get involved with Yehuda, to bear his children, to bring about Nevi'im and Malachim. So now he appreciated her and he stayed with her. Shuv, so going forward, like Pasuk, he didn't separate from her, he stayed with her. Ksivach, as the Pasuk says, Liyasav Aydladata, Liyasav means there was no stoppage. Ksivach, the Pasuk says over there, Koil Godav Liyasav, Hashem Shechina is a big koil, and Liyasav means there's no end to the koil Shechina, it's a continuous, ongoing uh, phenomenon. Therefore, here as well it means he stayed with her as married. And the Medrash says that this whole interaction was brought by Hashem. Hashem, you know, gripped him, so to speak, with that desire, so that he goes and he proceeds and approaches Tamar and brings about the, uh, the uh, you know, David, Amalekh, and the Mashiach, and all that. Avshalom is sorry. So back to the Mishnah. That, uh, you know, things are midah, connected midah. Avshalom's hair brought him to, uh, you know, to his haughtiness and uh, eventually to his downfall. Tanarabon, Avshalom b'sorei morad. That brought about his rebellion. He was a good-looking person, and his hair was very impressive. You know, after a year's time, he was a Nazar. After a year's time, when his hair was really long and heavy, he would shave it, which was a real grand amount. Tana, we learned in the Brian, so what does Evan HaMelech mean? It was a recognized weight in those days. Evan Sha'anshi Tveria, the people of Tveria, Evan Sha'anshi the people of Tveria, Shaykh Lumba, they used that as their weight. So basically, he was a very impressive looking fellow. The Fichach Sorry, eventually he was hung on his hair, and that brought about his demise. Shalem Avikra of Shalem of Nei David. So this was when Avshalom was rebelling against David, and he chanced upon the Avadim of David. Who were his antagonists? Vav Sholem Roichav al Aperet, and he was now rising, riding on this mule. Vayovei Aperet Tachas Shoivach Ha'ila Gdola, and the uh, mule took him under this, um, uh, you know, overgrown, you know, branches of the of the um, large tree. Vayachis Roichav Ba'il, and that um, got his uh, hair entangled. Vayutan Bein Hashemayim Ba'Arts, and he was now hanging between heaven and earth. Vayaperet Hashem Tachtov Avar, and now the mule kept on going, and he was left hanging. Now he wanted to quickly release himself. Shokal Saf seriously grabbed his sword, but he lifts the gate to cut his hair off so he can jump down and uh, escape. At that moment, he notices Gehenim opening beneath him and he couldn't jump down. So he was stuck there. And eventually they caught up to him and they killed him. In spite of the fact that David Amelch warned Yoyav uh, not to strike Avshol, not to kill him. And when David Melch heard the bad news that his son was killed, Vayirgaz Melch, he was very upset. Vayal, and he went up al Aliyas, al Aliyas Hashar, Vayevk, and he cried. The Chayamar, Belechtoi, 
And this is what he said as he was walking. He was bemoaning the fate of Avsholem, Bni Avsholem, Bni Bni Avsholem, my son, my son. I wish I can die instead of you. Avsholem, Bni Bni. Vamelech lo at his panav, he wrapped his face. Vayizak Amelech Godly called out, Bni Avsholem, Avsholem, Bni Bni. A total of eight mentionings of the word Bni. Hani Tamanya Bni Lomeli. Why did he mention it eight times? Shiva, the first seven words, in order to get him out of Gehenim. The Aske Meshiva Madur Gehenim. The seven mentionings of Bni, each one lifted him out of another level of Gehenim until he was totally out. Vidach the eighth Bni, Igad Amri, some say the cut of Reshel Gabagufe. This brought about that his head should uh, sort of um, come back to the Guf, to, uh, to complete the Guf. So it was dispersed and now it came together. The other pshat is the icy lama the asi. By saying bni again, he affected his entry into elam hapa. Avshalom lokach vayatsev loy b'chayav. Avshalom took something and he established it during his lifetime. My lokach. What do you mean he took something? He made a big deal. He made a terrible deal. Amar eshlokish shlokach mekarala atzmei. He chose a very bad deal to rebel against his father. Es matzevas ashav emekamelach and he established this matzeva. What does that mean? Amar b'chanin rapapa. This was really Hashem's deepest plans. When David HaMelech married Bathsheba, this was going to be an Einish that their child Avshalom should rebel against David HaMelech. It's going to be a kapara to cleanse him in this world. So this is the Eitz Amukah, that deep, deep plan of Hashem, the Malka Shalom, which was realized and brought into fruition by Avshalom who was Matziv, he established Hashem's word. The Chsiv, where do we find that Hashem foretold him about this? Tzorah. I will generate something terrible from within your family. And this was brought about through Rav Sholem. And in fact, he erected this monument, the Pasuk says, um, called Yad Av Sholem, which now is actually in the valley beneath the, uh, uh, you know, Harazesim, between Harazesim and Harabais that uh, very, very impressive-looking, you know, 4,000-year-old monument by Yav Shalim. Amazing, Yad Av Shalim. This was uh, a monument to, uh, in testimony of his of his um, rebellion against his father. In similar fashion, we learn the, pas- the following Pasuk. Yaakov sent Yosef from Emek Hebron. Eventually he met the brothers. He was sold to Mitzrayim, which facilitated and triggered the whole Golas Mitzrayim. Now, Emek Hebron, since one is Hebron in a valley, rather the Pasuk here is hinting that it was all pre-planned by Hashem. This was the beginning of the process which was foretold to Avram Avinu. This was part of the deep plan, the deep Eitzah. Entailing Avram Avinu, who was already foretold by Hashem during the Brisbane in Absarim. So, Eitzah Mukashal Eitzah Tzadik Avram Avinu, who is buried in Hebron. Tachsiv Yodeya Teda, you should know, Kigeri Yezarach, eventually your descendants will go to Mitzrayim. So, Avshalim built this monument, Ki Omar, Ainli Ben, I have no son to take me over, I want this to be my legacy. Eveli Havali, Beni, he had no sons, Vachsiv Ayyvodla, Avshalim Shleishabonim. No less than three sons and a daughter. He had no son to take him over who was fitting, who was suitable for the position of kingdom. 
Kimiri, we have a Kabbalah. This is punishment. A person who destroys, who burns his friend's wheat and the kernels and the seeds within it, the result is that he doesn't. This perpetrator will not leave over a son to inherit him. He will not have a seed to take him over. And that's why Avshalom didn't have that. Didn't have a Yerush to take him over. Why? He burned Yoyev's Tavuah. Take a look at the plot of Yoyev, who was David Amel's general. Al Yadi. Al Yadi. Look at the barley. Lechu. Go burn it up. And they followed his instructions. So because they burned that, this was his punishment. We began with a discussion regarding Shimshon. Hashem gave him that super strength to get back at the Plishtim. We discussed his great Madrega. He led Kaleisho with integrity for many years. We discussed those individuals who were endowed with supernatural elements and eventually uh, th- th- that uh, you know uh, instigated their downfall a person has to be careful when he has something really supernatural to use it properly and earn it we find the uh, the town of Timna mentioned twice over here it's going up over here it's going down we had special we had two uh, three pshatim on that we had two pshatim on the word of Ramavino's orchard or his tent which he uh, which he used for uh, spreading Hashem's name and the Makarev, uh, the citizens of the world, to Hashem's, uh, to, to the knowledge and awareness of Hashem's existence, we find that Tamar was exceptionally modest, and she was Zoycha because of that, to Malachim and, and Nevi'im, we find that she was unbelievably Moiser Nefesh, to protect Yehuda from shame, lest he, not, lest he, lest he become embarrassed by um, his actions becoming known. He, in fact, acknowledged he was Moiser Nefesh, she was Makadosh Hashem and Farhesya, to spare her and her kids of of their uh, their sreifa, and because of that he was called Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and uh, in fact he recognized her greatness appreciated her and stayed with her and then we ended with the story of Avsholem which was meant as a kapara for David HaMalach all the best to you and Hatzlach Rabbah